Good morning, friends. Today is Friday, December 20th, 2019. Thank you for gathering with me. This is uh, a really um, blessed day off of work for me. I'm sitting here with my dog. If you're grunting and thumping, that's him and his tail. <laughs> and um, we just spent a little time outside. We've got that beautiful kind of snow on the ground where it sparkles and is fluffy and looks like fake snore in an old school department store window, you know, or on a movie set or something like that. It's not enough to make the roads hazardous, but it's just enough to be really pretty. Um, so welcome here to this this morning prayer with me. I, I envision you sitting across the table from me and, and we're just going to delve into the scriptures and the liturgy together in this Advent season. I'm so thankful for you and for your presence. Today is also an Ember Day. It's Ember Friday. Um, so this is one of the Ember um, Ember weeks, kind of. Let me let me read you the definition of Ember Days and 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 then Ember Day letter because that's important to me um, right now from the Episcopal Dictionary of the Church. Ember Days are three days which occur four times a year. The Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday after St. Lucy's Day, December 13th. Ash Wednesday, the day of Pentecost, and Holy Cross Day, September 14th. The name comes from the Latin title Quator Tempora, meaning four times. In ancient Italy, the times, originally three, were associated with sowing, harvest, and vintage, for which one prayed, fasted, and gave alms. Later, the four times became occasions for ordination, in which, for which the Christian community prayed and the candidates prepared themselves by prayer and retreat. The Book of Common Prayer appoints proper collects and readings for this observance under the title For the Ministry, Ember Days, including propers for those to be ordained, for the choice of fit persons for the ministry, and for all Christians in their vocation. And that's from the Book of Common Prayer, pages 256 through 257 and 929. Ember weeks are the four weeks in each, year, in each year during which the Ember Days occur. And then the Ember Day letters. This is my first year writing Ember Day, an Ember Day letter. And so I'm both excited and intimidated by this. And um, here's, what, here's what the dictionary has to say about it. Every postulate or candidate for holy orders in the Episcopal Church is required by canon to report to the bishop four times a year during the Ember Weeks. The report must be made in person or by letter and must include reflection on the person's academic experience as well as personal and spiritual development. And so I am going to be working um, today on my Ember letter. And I'm, as I said, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think most of you know, because either I've told you in person or I've shared on this podcast before, that I am in the early stages of the process for candidacy to the Episcopal priesthood. At this point, I am what's called an aspirant. I aspire to the priesthood. So I've, uh, I've entered into this process feeling, <laughs> yes, Rush, I know, feeling very strongly. Would you have, do you have something you would like to say? folks I guess that's kind of my fault since I did invite him if he had something to say but I didn't think it was going to be that much or at that volume so forgive me for that at any rate so this is this is a special day for me this is of course a special season for all of us in the advent and it, it's also a very sorrowful time um, there's a lot of the wilderness in the holiday season not just because it's a hard time for for a multitude of reasons um, for many people. But this has been, as you guys have heard me say, this has been a hard year for my community of friends and loved ones. We have lost a lot of people. And this week, um, this week we, we lost one of our most precious and beloved um, 
children. I mean, all of our children are precious and beloved, but um, I don't think I can even say any more. Um, so we're going to say some special prayers today uh, for the loss of a child, committing that child to God. And I know I talk rather broadly about us all being children of God. Um, My dear friend who, um, just for privacy's sake, I am, I am not uh, speaking of by name, but my dear friend um, was only 10. And so there is a special, a special grief. And so I ask that we keep their parents in our thoughts and prayers. I think losing a child near Christmas must be especially difficult because this, this is the season of children and this is the season where we wait in hopeful anticipation for Jesus, the child of God, to come into our world. And so I only hope that there can be peace planted within the hearts of all parents who have lost children, that they know that their children are with their ultimate parent, with God in heaven, and that there is joy and peace and an end to all suffering there. I pray also for those of us left here on earth, especially the parents, that they may draw closer together and may seek healing together, and that we, their community of friends and believers, may just encircle them and hold them with love and light and prayer. I think that might be the longest intro I've ever done. Thank you for bearing with me, folks. Without much further ado, let us begin. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Parent, to set forth their praise, to hear their holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship them, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O oh God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our King and Savior now draws near. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before their presence with a song. Know this, God, their, God themselves have made us and we are theirs. We are their people and the sheep of their pasture. Enter their gates with thanksgiving. Go into their courts with praise. Give thanks to them and call upon their name. For God is good. Their mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. 
our Savior now draws near. Come, let us adore them. Our psalm this morning, our psalms this morning are Psalms 40 and 54. I waited patiently for God. They inclined to me and heard my cry. They drew me up from the desolate pit, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. They put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Happy are those who make God their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O oh my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. But you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Here I am. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O oh God. I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O God, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. For evils have encompassed me without number. My iniquities have overtaken me until I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. Be pleased, O God, to deliver me. O God, make haste to help me. Let all those be put to shame and confusion who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is God. As for me, I am poor and needy, but God takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth, for the insolent have risen against me. The ruthless seek my life. They do not set God before them. But surely God is my helper. God is the upholder of my life. They will repay my enemies for their evil. In your faithfulness, put an end to them. With a freewill offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O God, for it is good. For they have delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Zechariah chapter 7, verse 8, through chapter 8, verse 8. The word of God came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says, God, thus says the God of hosts, Render true judgments, Show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow, the orphan, the alien, or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. 
but they refused to listen and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears in order not to hear. They made their hearts adamant in order not to hear the law and the words that the Lord of hosts had sent by their spirit through the former prophets. Therefore, great wrath came from God. Just as when I called, they would not hear. So when they called, I would not hear, says God. And I scattered them with a whirlwind among all the nations that they had not known. Thus, the land they left was desolate so that no one went to and fro, and a pleasant land was made desolate. The word of God came to me, saying, Thus says the God of hosts, I am jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I am jealous for her with great wrath. Thus says God, I will return to Zion, and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the faithful city, and the mountain of the God of hosts shall be called the holy mountain. Thus says God of hosts, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each with staff in hand because of their great age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says God, Even though it seems impossible to the remnant of this people in these days, should it also seem impossible to me, says God of hosts, Thus says the God of hosts, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them to live in Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be my God, and I will be their God in faithfulness and righteousness. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle B, a song of pilgrimage. Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the forecourts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot has kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom will I give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her, therefore I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her, therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Revelation, chapter 5, verses 6 through 14. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders, a lamb, standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. The lamb went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When they had taken the scroll, then the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the lamb each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God, saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. They numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, singing with full voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. 
Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, and all that is in them, singing, To the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary knee, strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our gracious Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, gracious Christ. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you? that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents. For all those who have, more will be given and they will have in abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have shall be taken away. 
As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, gracious Christ. Let us affirm our faith together by saying the Apostles' Creed, found on page 96 of the Book of Common Prayer. I believe in God, the Parent Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, their only Son, conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, descended to the dead. On the third day they rose again, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the parent. They will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our parent who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy sovereignty come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the sovereignty and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We are going to use in place of in place of the usual suffrages this morning. We'll use the prayers of the people found on page 135 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. In the peace of God, let us pray, responding, O God, have mercy. In the assurance of your mercy, in thanksgiving for the life of your child, and in confident expectation of the resurrection to eternal life, we pray. God, have mercy. Remember their parents. Help them to hold each other in their hearts, that this sorrow may draw them together and not tear them apart, we pray. Oh God, have mercy. Remember their brothers and sisters, both biological and also the brothers and sisters of community, that they may be enfolded in love, comforted in fear, honored in their grief, and kept safe, we pray. Oh God, have mercy. Remember all the friends and family of your beloved child, that they may know the consolation of your love and may hold them in their love all the days of their lives, we pray. Oh God, have mercy. Support them in their grief and be present to all who mourn, we pray. O oh God, have mercy. Teach us to be patient and gentle with ourselves and each other as we grieve, we pray. O oh God, have mercy. Help us to know and accept that we will be reunited at your heavenly banquet, we pray. O oh God, have mercy. Finally, our God, help us to become co-creators of a world in which children are happy, healthy, loved, and do not know want or hunger or sickness. We pray. Oh God, have mercy. 
compassionate God, your ways are beyond our understanding. And your love for those whom you create is greater by far than ours. Comfort all who grieve for these children. Give them the faith to endure the wilderness of bereavement and bring them in the fullness of time to share with your children the light and joy of your eternal presence through Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray now special prayers for the ministry on these ember days. For those to be ordained, Almighty God, the giver of all good gifts, in your divine providence you have appointed various orders in your church. Give your grace, we humbly pray, to all who are now called to any office and ministry for your people. And so fill them with the truth of your doctrine and clothe them with holiness of life, that they may faithfully serve before you. To the glory of your great name and for the benefit of your holy church. Through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you led your holy apostles to ordain ministers in every place. Grant that your church, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, may choose suitable persons for the ministry of word and sacrament, and may uphold them in their work for the extension of your kingdom. Through they who are the shepherd and bishop of our souls, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. For all Christians in their vocation, almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified. Receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you, for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our gracious Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us use as we have been the prayer attributed to St. Francis as a prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now is the time when I usually share a few thoughts on the scriptures. And I'll be honest. Um, at this moment in the wilderness, full of grief, I don't much feel like doing this. But I think that it's important. I think that we find wisdom and also solace and refilling in the scriptures and the liturgy and our time together. So I'm just going to touch on the on the high points, or at least that's my intention. As you know, sometimes it gets away from me. <clears throat> Psalm 40, I think what speaks to me the most here today are verses, or verse really 10, 
I have not hidden, I have spoken. And sometimes this is hard, especially discerning not just the right place and moment and way in which to share with people, um, but also just the very essence of how to express our experience with God. I know that especially in this time, I feel that I struggle for words. Um, I've, I've been talking about that with a, with many of my close friends lately that I feel like I'm, I'm stressed. And so I'm not able to like the stress kind of scatters my thoughts and makes it difficult for me to collect the words to express what I'm trying to say. And I think that that relates to the way probably we all feel when we're trying to talk about our personal experience with God. It's difficult. Um, it's difficult both uh, just in finding the right words and then it's also difficult because it is a precious and personal experience, but it is also a gift to be shared. And we can, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in the Old Testament reading, have a bit of a scarcity mentality with that, that we've been given this beautiful, well, let's just talk about it now, that we've been given, we've been given this gift and it's a little bit different than the talents because the gift is for us, but it is also to be shared. And in that scarcity mentality, we can be afraid of sharing it and we can want to hoard it. But the thing is hoarded it doesn't grow shared. It grows and expands and becomes a gift for others. That is then a gift for others. And that just goes on and on and on. And dear friends here today, I am so thankful for the gifts that have been shared with me and that I have in turn been able to share with others. God speaks to us in many ways and one of those ways is through this communal sharing. And this is a different kind of shared experience. It's not an experience that we've all had together, but it is an experience that when the story is told and retold, it becomes a new experience for each of us. It becomes useful and healing. And I, I think that's probably enough to be said on that. Um, Psalm 54 is a reminder that the saving and the help is by God's name and by God's might and not by our own. Someone reminded me yesterday that all that we need is within us. All that I need is within me. All that you need is within you. And it is not yet fully formed necessarily um, is not necessarily yet fully formed but but the seeds are there the plant is there and what it needs is nurture and love and sharing and so God has created and planted within us the seeds of the people that we were made to be and when we enter cooperatively into co-creation of our authentic self through the using of the, not just our life experiences, our stories, but also the stories of others, all of our both firsthand and also second and third hand and communal and historical experience. Those are the nutrients that, that nurture the lives that we're living into. And the source is God. It is often God working through other humans, working through creation, working through nature. But the ultimate source is God, and we would do well to remember that. We've already pretty much spoken about um, 
Oh, actually, I'm so sorry. It wasn't our Old Testament reading. It was our, our, it was our gospel reading with the servants and the talents. I misspoke when I said that. Please forgive me. Um, but our Old Testament reading, I think, is starts out with the example to follow. Show kindness and mercy. Do not oppress. Do not devise evil. But when we don't hear, like the people to whom Zechariah is, is speaking, when we, I love this image, stop our ears in order not to hear. I picture, you know, covering with ears, la, 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 la. Because sometimes we don't want to hear the direction. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's easier to just go along with the mob think, right? It's hard, but when we stop our ears, we become scattered and far away from God. And I don't think, I think that, I think that it's not God that's doing the scattering. It's we that scatter ourselves when we draw far apart from God. Kind of like if a planet falls out of orbit from circling the sun. It is we that, that draw ourselves away. But God works through that. That time in the wasteland, in desolation, God can work through that. That is the wilderness. And there is great transformation that happens in the wilderness. Even though, as I was reminded by my therapist yesterday, the blessing and the growth and the transformation usually come in hindsight. When we are looking back on the wilderness and... And then we reap the, the growth and transformation and blessings that have been sown. But often in the wilderness, it's just, it's just survival. It's keep breathing and keep loving and keep being compassionate and persevere in love and grace and faith. My continual prayer for myself, and so it is my prayer for you also, is that we may be rooted in faith and love, that we be at peace, that we have the peace of God, which transcends and surpasses any human understanding, that God's will be done, that God grant us the discernment to see the path upon which we should walk, that God open the door in front of us and close the doors that should be shut. Here in this moment, I hold intention in my heart, both the immeasurable grief born by so many communities and so many people and also the immeasurable joy that we know when we are all senses alive tangibly in God's presence God grant us the grace to glimpse true communion with you, heaven, to know that our beloved ones are with you. Just give us just a little zing, a little zap of that joy, that our hearts may be warmed and mixed in with our grief may be the joy of knowing that our loved ones are with you in a place where there is no more weeping, no more sadness, no more sickness the ultimate, inconceivably, immeasurably great love and joy of being one with you, O oh God. Amen. And then our reading from Revelation.
we have a reference again here to the seven spirits. Um, and as my commentator says, is these are probably either a symbolic reference to the manifold energies of the spirits of God or a reference to the seven principal angels of God. And I think that this is saying the same thing two different ways. So whichever way you're more comfortable looking at it is if it is the seven principal energies of God or the seven angels of God. The Lamb, Jesus, slaughtered for us, loving us beyond all measure, redeeming and rescuing us. Takes the scroll, and the elders bring the prayers of the saints, and our prayers are commingled there, friends. And Jesus, by his death, ushers in a new era. Making saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. Making us to be a sovereign nation. I know the highly um, image-centered and perhaps metaphorical language of Revelation makes it a little bit difficult to comprehend, but I see here clearly the message for us that we are all drawn together, that God and the energies and angels of God, that Jesus, the beloved child of God, and Jesus' sacrifice and our prayers, which are sacrifices. All of these are mingled together in heaven and raise the new era. And may we just rest with peace and assurance that the, the effort and the energy that we put forth on earth, that we enter, it, it takes a lot from us to cooperate with the spirits of God and God alone. And by God alone, I mean not the other spirits because there are other spirits, right? But all that energy that it takes just to open ourselves and reach out to God and then also to filter out all of the other things that are vying for our energy and our attention and our effort. It, it takes a lot. It is hard, right? As Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. God sees that. God gathers that. God treasures that. It matters. It's important. Our effort, our energy, our prayer, our intention, the work that we do. And by work, I mean effort, whatever that looks like whether that's this time that we take together in prayer, whether it's the moment we take to listen to the story that we find kind of garrulous and we're not really keen on, but someone else needs to tell so much. All of that, all of that cooperatively given to God, it, it matters and it, it is collected and gathered and valued and it furthers the co-creative process that God is doing on this earth to bring us all closer to God and our authentic selves, which are one and the same. So let us, even in this time of wilderness and grief, look with hopeful anticipation to uniting with God, to becoming one, And then set our intents and energy more fully with joy. On the effort and energy that we put forth here in this context and place, moving toward that goal. Amen. We've already talked a little bit about our gospel reading. And so I think, I think that's all I really need to say is that 
but I pray that we we be rescued from that scarcity mentality that that casts God in a light that does not belong to God for everything that we reap and sow comes from God God is the source of all things and God is generous and good so may we be good stewards in the way that means sharing and multiplying what God has given us, what God has gifted us with. Because to all those who have faith, and I insert the word because I believe that is what we are talking about here, to all those who have faith, more will be given. So let us root ourselves in faith and love and be steadfast even here in the wilderness, even here in our grief. Let us draw together instead of apart. Let us come together in prayer and community and love. Amen. I humbly ask that you would pray for me as I devote time and energy myself today to expressing my context on this journey toward ordination, this discernment of my calling. May I be useful for God's great work of healing and reconciliation in and through and by the church and the community and all of God's creation. May I be tapped in to that co-creative process and may I humbly be of use to others and their healing and the great communal healing and co-creation. Amen. Page 102, The Prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, working in it, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy has always protected us and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.